Coming up, if you are a startup looking for some amazing sales and marketing tips, then this is the episode for you. You're about to discover how today's guest used Instagram locations to find college ambassadors, a Twitter growth hack to get more exposure for a tweet, and how to use Reddit to grow your business. All that and so much more. The most action-packed content from the top mobile experts. This is the App Masters Podcast with Steve P. Young. Want to double your downloads using ASO? Check out appmastersacademy.com to discover our exact ASO strategies to grow your downloads. That's appmastersacademy.com. Check out our other company, copymasters.co, where you can get unlimited copywriting from blog posts to ebooks to email newsletters. Our trained writers will help you scale your content. What is up, App Nation? It is Steve P. Young, founder of AppMasters.com, the place you go when you want action-packed content related to growing your app business. I talked to some amazing founders, and today I've got a great guest for you. Her name is Stephanie Amini. She is the co-founder of Gossip Media, a a marketing agency helping startups with their growth. She actually founded this with her twin sister, so I want to learn all about that. But without further ado, Stephanie, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. Stephanie, so you were always working in startups. You come from working in startups. How did you finally decide to go out on your own, on your own and start Gossip Media? So it's something that uh, me and my sister, uh, I'll tell a little backstory. Me and my twin sister growing up in London, we were obsessed with the, the ads, the commercials between the shows. And not that we didn't love the shows, but we loved the commercials more. And it was just something that we always did something that without... Um, without realizing it. And then uh, during high school, a teacher kind of nurtured us to say that kind of what, who you are and what you do and love is marketing. So kind of like go in that direction. Mm. Uh, and then we said there and then, uh, one day we'll open a marketing agency together. How cool will it be with these twins? You know, we kind of like uh, plowing through all these startups and helping them to succeed. Well, we didn't say startups back then. We said, you know, companies. So I'm, you know, I'm 35, this is high school. So it's like, scary 20 years ago so um we said that back then um and then we just both you know jumped into work you know we knew that we had to gain experience and we we jumped into it we started working in different kinds of companies i tended to go into startups just because of the environment that we're in so we even though we're based we're from london we're based in tel aviv which is you know kind of coined the startup nation so you just naturally were uh, inclined to working with startups and it just kind of like brought this passion over that we were just like, they, they need someone's help. They need a lot of help. And it's, it's kind of like um, important for marketing, you know, the tech is vital, but marketing people need to know about it. So it kind of just went from there. And then eventually uh, after working with countless startups, we just said, okay, this is the time we've got a good enough experience. Let's uh, get together and just do this. So we, we did. You know, that's funny because, you know, we have our own marketing agency focused more on apps. And I sort of stumbled into this. It wasn't something like I was like, I got to build an agency. What made you want to say, like, I, I want to build this agency, this marketing agency? Well, what said it? I think it was um, people were just coming um, at us and, and saying, can you help me with, you know, the content? Can you help me with uh, ads? Do you also do, um, you know, like uh, 
LinkedIn and and what about um, making things go viral, which is you know a marketer's favorite word to, right. to go viral, not <laughs> so. Um, and we just realized that we, you know, throughout our years, we'd gained so much different kinds of experience. My sister, Melanie, was a lot in PR, in, in fashion, but she was also in uh, gaming and a lot of digital and online stuff. So we realized that we have like kind of a full circuit of marketing uh, skills uh, under our belt. So we said, OK, now instead of just kind of position ourselves as freelancers who just do content or just do um kind of like a specific thing we said let's offer all these services uh, under an umbrella it just fit us it fit the way we are we're quite um kind of personable and we, we love meeting people and stuff so it just kind of like made sense to structure it as an agency mm. therefore we can offer way more services and you know offer that kind of experienced executive um kind of hands-on work that a startup wouldn't normally get without a heavy cost. So that's why we kind of decided to do it as an agency. Did you guys have all these things that you wanted to provide, these services that you wanted to provide from day one? Um, yeah, we pretty much started out saying that, yeah, we we want to be able to have this marketing that most startups definitely need. Most apps and, and regular companies and its content and it's social media that is like vital these days, even That's though it's so hard to kind of like uh, get through the, the millions of people uh, online. But it's also paid advertising. It's like um, it, it just it's needed all three. So we kind of said those three are the pillars and then we can work around it. You know, so sometimes we've had with clients doing kind of like their brand ambassador program. So it's a lot of like offline and getting students and uh people to kind of be involved online but offline and sometimes we've done you know real markom stuff for a client because that's what they needed you know mm. our job is to help them with their marketing just like a marketing manager would say okay i think we need to do this 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 is the same approach we have so so that's how we kind of came to to give our offerings and taught you what you said what you said about the ambassadors i definitely want to get into that a little bit more but stefan do you remember how you got your first client uh yes yeah, so um we we kind of both left our companies the, the employment that we had and we kind of got like um like you get like a severance pay whether you leave or or not you it's the way the structure of israel is that's great um, so we got this like kind of lump sum that you you put it, it's like it's like a way to save money so they and then they give it back to you when you leave so um we both left our companies and then we said okay we have this money let's um let's use that to kind of like survive until we get clients but then uh, we work uh, you know the amazing we work uh, launched in israel and they opened up an office and we said okay let's go and explore that we ended up you know long story short we ended up getting a office and the first move-in day, we posted, you know, our logo on the window and and then posted on Facebook. And literally three or four people just contacted us and said, kind of, we need your help. Uh, we didn't realize what you were really doing before because you were just kind of like online, our friends or whatever. But looks like this is what you're doing. Uh, and that's how we got our first client was a, a friend was like, I work in the company. We need your help. So Wow. That's amazing. I know. Yeah. It's pretty cool. Yeah. It's pretty cool. Yeah. Do you just accept everybody as friends now? It's like, ah, oh, this is a great marketing channel. <laughs> uh, I try not to, but I'd be like, oh, what if there's an opportunity? Yeah. Uh, I'd like to eventually meet them. 
but yeah. you know you don't want to also want to get to your limit of five thousand, and then you can't accept like a new family member into the yeah <laughs> into the yeah. I remember a couple of years ago, I would do that and be like, oh my goodness, like there's just such a huge reach. And I'm, I'm like, well, I'm sure the podcast has a following. Maybe that's how they stumbled upon me. But now I'm just like, look, if I haven't met you in person, I just don't want to, because random people start liking right. your photos. And I'm like, this is weird. This is just getting too weird. And then, and then we're in the day and age that we're in and people's opinions are so like factual these days. And you just suddenly like stumble across someone that you've never met who's giving their opinion on something that you really don't want to hear. Right. It just gets messy. So Facebook is kind of like becoming this weird LinkedIn social network thing, especially for certain industries. So it's, yeah. it's tough to balance it. I agree. The The yeah. thing I want to move on to is we asked you, you know, what's a strategy that's really working today? And you said really combine online tactics with offline efforts. Can you talk a little yes. bit about that? So, yeah. So I really believe that, you know, people um, are – as, well, as much as they are online, they're offline as well. And, and it's a great way to kind of like bring the full uh, picture of marketing into into it. Because, you know, back in the day, we'd see billboards and we'd see, you know, and we still do, but we wouldn't have the opportunity to move online. So now that everyone's moved off online, we need them to kind of like be real as well. So, and I think, you know, marketing is about connecting with people. So um, we really uh, try and with all our clients, find ways that they can do things offline, whether it's an event. So, you know, simply just sponsoring like a meetup if you're a B2B company or um, doing kind of like sponsorships and brand ambassador stuff um, with uh, influencers on Instagram, but getting them to do things in kind of their real life as well, getting on campuses and universities and stuff like that. So I think it really is important. It's human nature for us to kind of have human interactions and we're losing that with social media and, and online. So, do you have any specifics of a campaign that worked really well when you're trying to combine the offline and off online? Um, yeah, it was a, a, a student app um, based in the UK where they basically their job was to help students find jobs um, without the kind of without showing who they are. It was about kind of showing the their skills rather than the, perhaps their ethnicity or, or anything. So. We had um, online campaigns, but we had um, students on campuses um, kind of promoting the app uh, with its benefits. So with, you know, certain times of the year, we'd like go onto campuses with like, you know, trays of donuts and stuff and say, mm-hmm. here's a donut, you know, download the app or, you know, here's a T-shirt or better yet, if you get the app and then you share it with like five of your friends and you can kind of like, get um extra gifts and and bonuses and stuff like that so it's it may seem like an online tactic but it's pretty much what you would do online but you're doing offline and it really works for us it was you know we got good reach from universities people you know they're they're at school anyway they're 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 wanting to learn but they're also wanting to kind of think about their future and then they get to that point where they don't know what they're doing and then they have this weird dodgy email from when they were kids yeah. And they, you know, and they, they kind of aren't professional. So then, even if they send their resume over, you know, it's Bob who liked, you know, tacos at Gmail. It's not a great email. So they kind of weren't. They're not able to present themselves. So this was a great way to get uh, get to them and kind of like nurture them a little bit and also, you know, get them to use the app. Stephanie, I, I like to get a little bit tactical and detailed with this podcast, but let's break it down with offline versus online 
the online stuff? Are you just running Facebook ads? Like, what are you doing specifically on there? So, so if we're talking about that specific um, uh, app, it's it was uh, Facebook ads and um, and kind of like just the engagement on social media, like Instagram, mm-hmm. um, and then so and then on offline, it was literally just going onto campuses and handing people. Uh, you know, flyers and free donuts and, and stuff like that. Did you have to hire, were you hiring college ambassadors and saying, hey, you know, we need you to do this for a couple of hours, give away these donuts or whatever it is, a t-shirt and maybe a postcard or whatever it is. Did you have to hire these? Right. So we, what we'd, we'd do was uh, kind of recruit them uh, and give them, uh, we'd, we'd find people who are a bit more entrepreneurial. So they, they're looking to kind of fill up their LinkedIn they, they want to show that they're professional. Perhaps they've got like already a headshot. Uh, so we found people on, uh, on uh, first we'd find them on Instagram and, and we'd search for them in LinkedIn groups for student like entrepreneurs and stuff. Uh, and then we'd get them to kind of represent uh, in the campus. So those like each campus had like two or three people. And then if we had like a big event, we'd have the team uh, go to the specific campus with them and kind of help them p- to promote. But the benefit for them was, uh, A, they get to put something on their LinkedIn and say that they're employed by the startup, uh, which was a huge uh, thing for them. But we'd also give them um, like Amazon gift cards and things like that just to kind of say thank you. Because we're under, we kind of like shaped it as an internship yeah, I see. as well as uh, an in, a brand ambassador program. But we gave a few like to make them feel a bit loved. Man, I thought there was some hack that you can just go on some job board or go to an econ class and find some people. But it's like hand-to-hand combat where you're finding them on Instagram, they're engaging with you, and then making sure that they have a LinkedIn profile. It's a lot of work then. Yeah, it is a lot of work. And I think like marketing is about being really hands-on and kind of like digging through, especially if you're thinking about um, doing it you know, with a lower budget. You need to hack it in a way. So, And I think that is the hack, is going through and finding it. But like we did also do job boards and go into Reddit and things like that, but it's such a global uh, space that it's hard to zone in on such a niche, tiny little market, like a specific city in, in the UK or even in London, you know, there's you know, so many universities there. So um, we tried all those methods, you know, we did um, also when we want to do stuff in the U S you know, you post on Craigslist and, and things like that, you know, really old school stuff, right. but it's too wide. So you really need to hone in. And, you know, Instagram, a place like Instagram, you can search, you know, London Business School and it will give you everyone who's ever used that location. And then you're able to kind of like gauge who's talking, who's around, you know, who's who's the most uh, popular. Um, so I would say that's the actual hack, not using on, uh, you know, the traditional online if that makes sense. No, I loved it. I loved the Instagram one. Yeah. I didn't even think about that. Like checking checking the location, seeing who's checked in. Yeah, it's a brilliant idea, actually. Yeah. It's also funny to see just in general, um, if you're like, let's say you're out in the Bay Area and you see some girls taking some selfies and then you look at the location, search the Bay Area location, you'll probably see their picture. Right. So kind of like instant <laughs> it is. So, so it's really interesting to see how people use it. Like this day and age, you know when someone takes a selfie, it's going straight to Instagram. Right. <laughs> Every kind of creepy stuff, and you're like, hey, I just liked your photo. <laughs> nice to meet you. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. <laughs> hey, kind of make a dating app out of it. <laughs> right. It is kind of crazy. Hey, yeah. so what I want to move on to next, and this is something I struggle with too, and I kind of I have my take on this, but I would love to hear yours first. 
is when a company comes to you and said, all right, I have this product, Stephanie, like how do you decide what strategy to run with, with, with the product? Right. So I guess a lot of it has to do with um, experience and, yeah. and kind of like the knowledge of the, the greater marketing um, kind of like abilities that are out there. You know that uh, a B2B, heavy B2B product uh, for factories won't work on Snapchat. And you know that, um, you know, a consumer good is going to be really successful uh, on uh, Instagram and Snapchat, but it probably won't do well on uh, LinkedIn. So just first of all, our experience as marketers will know that what works and what doesn't. Uh, and it's also just about figuring out where, you know, kind of going into the the user's uh, head and figuring out where they would be. So it's really just going back to basics and saying, all right, who's your, you know, it's a, good, a few good questions that we ask of the brand and we say, okay, uh, who is your ideal decision maker? Who is the customer? What 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 are their pain points? I think it's a really important question to ask. What are their pain points? What is the reason why they're coming to you and saying, I need your product? Um, so it's just breaking it down and then just kind of using a combination of your experience and, and knowledge and just mapping out what works for them and stuff. And, and I really do believe that marketing is about, uh, you know, trying and testing and, and even making mistakes because one thing that works for one brand may not and probably won't work for another so you need to you need to uh, like try and test and figure out what works and what doesn't so it's just i guess all of those in one yeah i agree and it's almost i almost feel like definitely experience right like i almost can see an app and i'm like okay here's what we're gonna do x y and z yeah and it's just from like exactly. the, the years of experience i have marketing yeah, apps it's, it's like a blueprint you have yeah you know this is the what works and the the timing of a campaign, whether it's working or not, I, you know, I've launched a couple of different products myself, and sometimes it's just timing. Like you're just too early, and you need to. So I've launched a couple of things like year in 2014, and I relaunched it at the end of 2016, and it completely changed. I was like, whoa, I'm getting a lot of traction right. with this, right? Like, it's like, yeah. whoa, this is great. Exactly, timing is very important. One of, and I, I'm curious to know some of the sales tactics that you have from running an agency. But one of the things I try to do with anybody that I try to onboard is just say, look, these are not strategies that work anymore. Like everybody that has this pre, this notion that PR is great for app downloads. And while it is for certain campaigns, I'm like, if you just want to get on TechCrunch because you think it's going to drive a ton of downloads, I don't think that's the right campaign. Right. And I'll say these things to them and it sort of builds that trust with the potential client because they think that traditional media is going to be like so fruitful for them. Right. I, I'm the, exactly the same. I think it's, um, it's a, it, my sales pitch, I guess it's that it's about breaking it down, explaining what works and what doesn't. Right. And then asking them what they think they should do. And you're right. Mm. All of them will say, uh, I want to get onto TechCrunch," And I'm like, but what for? And, you know, in recent years, I want to be on Product Hunt. Let's do that. Right. And, and Product Hunt, even now, has changed. It's like, you know, it's not what it used to be. You're seeing wild and different random products being posted on uh, Product Hunt. I saw, an, you know, an agricultural product being launched there. Get Why out. is it there? Yeah. You know, I, I'm, I'm not sure if it's, um, you know, right for everyone. And it probably isn't. And it's the successes have been you know, for very few. So yeah, you have to, and I think it's important to tell them why you don't think it works because it builds trust, number one. Uh, and it um, it shows them that you understand what you're talking about, you know? 
if they're adamant that they need to be on product hunt when they're an agricultural product, then maybe you should uh, <laughs> rethink things in general. Do you do anything else? Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Sorry, sorry. No, go on. No, do you do anything else from a sales perspective? Um, I mean, w- me and my sister definitely use the fact that we're twins. We kind of charm people with that. I think you know, <laughs> like it. it's a gift that we were given, so why not? You know, we have forty-eight hours in a day, so you know, compared to someone who has only one twenty-four hours in a day, so <laughs> we, we kind of say those kind of things. Um, I think you have to be, um, you know. At the end of the day, like you said, we're all marketers. We can, we can all do the same thing. So I think for us, it's just about um, talking about what we can do and um, not being too selly. And, uh-huh. and, you know, marketers, it's very hard for us to kind of market ourselves and close deals because we're, you know, we know what works and what doesn't. But I think it's just about kind of like creating a relationship with them and, and showing that you at least relatively understand the product and the and the ecosystem that they're in so yeah and i know one of the lines that i like to use and i actually got this from a sales coach is that we don't work with everybody that wants to work with us and that's the initial email that i will send as a reply and i mean it like i will turn clients down you have to mean it like you can't just say it just to say as a sales tip but we mean it and i've turned clients down like you're just not ready like i can grow your downloads but your design is crap and your attention is not going to be there and you're just not going to make any money and you're just going to waste money with us. And I'll tell clients that all the time. I I literally said that to someone this week. I said, I don't want you to throw your money away and and then say that, you know, there wasn't any success. And part of it is that I don't want to be blamed for the lack of success. (laughs) But on the other hand, I, I know that perhaps it's just the wrong time or the wrong audience or the UX is awful and they have no, no way for people to engage properly in the app and i've i i kind of like uh yeah i've turned down clients if i don't think they're right yeah i think it's really important as well for you to be you know we have to our creativity is is part of we get confidence from the creativity and vice versa so if you're not feeling confident about marketing it or it's not working you lose that confidence and you lose that creativity and then you aren't able to kind of growth hack for them or at least you know get them the right audience they need so i think that's really important is there a favorite growth hack that you have that you're like hey i know with any client this is going to work for you oh i wish uh, <laughs> I, I know it's like was, a, but, a very loaded question i i think <laughs> i think um first of all them having a good product that has the capability of uh, some sort of uh, virality in the in the app so it's part of them having a good product but i think being a bit um cheeky and and kind of um going on and reddit and playing around with it uh, works a lot i know reddit is kind of like this dungeon of you know if you make one mistake you're out but you know you can do things like you know posting uh, a simple competition mm. on on reddit that's related to your the product or something giving away let's I don't know, like um, some a swell bottle, you know, like a, a bottle. It's a simple prize. You get some email lists. You start that process going, and then you've kind of got like at least like you know ten, twenty, thirty, one hundred email lists, emails in your list that you know you can kind of start with. So I think it's it's really important to just uh, go for these kind of like simple places that you can kind of find an audience wherever. 
So Reddit is something that I like to play around with. I love Reddit. I'm actually really focused on it too because I feel the same way you feel, Stephanie, about Product Hunt. Like if you were Product Hunt like three or four years ago, man, it was awesome, right? Now it's kind of yeah, like, you oh. would get, yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. like, I don't even think the the tier ones are looking at them at them anymore. Yeah. Like before TechCrunch would be on there, I'm sure every day checking what's going on, what's not, who got funding, who hadn't. And now I, I don't think I even log in anymore. It's insane. Yeah. The, and I love Reddit. So what, what are you doing on Reddit? Are you finding the right subreddits? Are you just trying to get it to the home front page? Like, what are you trying to do on Reddit? So, so I think um, because it's so sensitive that you can be kicked out like within seconds of just posting something. So I think my, like the subreddits are really a good place to just get started uh, and join the conversation. Don't necessarily be like jumping in and saying, hey, we have this uh, app, check it out. Like I said, it's like before you can maybe like say, hey, I'm just like a blogger and I've got a competition who wants to be part of it. Mm -hmm. So you'd be a bit like, you know, cheeky about it. And and sometimes it's just being part of the conversation. And if someone's asking something or talking about something that's relevant to uh, your app or your product, then just be part of it. You know, if, you know, if students are asking advice on how to study smarter, then you can uh, you know, you can kind of give your advice and someone say, look, when I studied, this is what I did. I just had my, you know, I always had water with me or whatever. So um, being part of it, you build that credibility If people then see you post somewhere else and it's uh, then they click through and they see that what you else you've talked about, they see that, okay, you're an active member. You're not just using it as a marketing platform. I love it. Is this the, when we asked you, like, what's, what's your go-to platform? when you want to implement growth strategies? Is it Reddit or is it something else? Um, I think uh, you need to do everything. It's so much noise going on in the internet. So Reddit is something, Quora is a place that's also good, but I think Twitter is still something that people don't think enough about. There's so much happening there, so much engagement that you can have. You can speak directly to, to potential audiences. You can jump on the bandwagon of other brands and their engagement and stuff. So I think Twitter is something that I always... 100% go to for uh, initial growth and just awareness, just, you know, being a part of the awareness rather you know, than trying to necessarily get downloads immediately. It's just, it's a great base. Is it just like looking at hashtags or what are you doing specifically on Twitter? So I'm finding out who, first of all, like checking the landscape to see who uh, our competitors are kind of engaging with and stuff. Mm -hmm. um, I jump on, so, you know, you can, see who they're following and who's following them and you can kind of like uh, do a bit of following of some key people mm. um i check hashtags to um see what they're all talking about and i try and use it those hashtags um as often as possible um and then engaging with specific people you know there's that little trick where you do um you know the uh, dot and then the at and then the handle mm -hmm. uh, when you do that um, it it shows that tweet to everyone who's following that that handle at that moment that they're online. So it just gets a little more awareness. You know, it's just about jumping onto uh, different uh, places to grab their attention. So do you know that hack, by the way? I didn't know it showed it to the people that – so, like, if I add dot at Stephanie, and if I did that to you, so your followers would see my tweet then? If they're online at that point, so, you know, it would oh. ideally work for someone like, you know, Coca-Cola, who has millions of followers, uh, assumably. Um, and if I did dot at Coca-Cola, love your drinks, when are you bringing out, you know, a, a 
uh, sriracha flavor <laughs> than, <laughs> than anyone who's online at that moment follow, who follows Cur- Curler would see that tweet come in their feed. I had no so, idea. That's a great hack. Yes. I've seen people do that. I just thought it was just like yeah. a way of mentioning you so that you'd see the tweet in your mentions, but also getting out to the rest of my followers as well. Right, right. So it's something that people don't really know and, and Twitter doesn't certainly doesn't promote it, but it's uh, that's their function. So, you know, um, I've played around with that a lot. It works a lot, you know, just if you want to just grab people's attention and get help increase followers and, and stuff like that, it's a great way to do it. I love so it. I would recommend that. I love that tip. I love it. Okay, the last thing I want to end with is something that I personally deal with, Steph. And is it Steph? Because I saw your Twitter profile, so Steph Mini. Steph. Okay. <laughs> I, it's just easier. I feel less formal when people call me Steph. So Good. Yeah. I've always wanted to, and I was like, oh, I don't know if we're at that point yet. <laughs> but so Steph, like, you know, let's say a client comes, I'm like, oh, I really want to work with you. It's a brilliant app. And then, you know, some of the things that we do, because, you know, as marketers, like some things just aren't going to work. It doesn't work. And I feel so disappointed. Like, how do you, how do you cope with this? It's something I struggle yes. with personally. It definitely, I mentioned it before, you kind of like, uh, it lo- you lose the creativity when you stop, if things just don't work and you want it to succeed and you're like, but it's worked before. Yeah. So I'm, number one, I try and go for um, clients, uh, even, if I, even if I do the ra- outreach or if they come to them, I have to relate to the product in some way or another. Um, so that's, that's something that's important, but um, I just... I don't know how you tackle it. Sometimes marketing fails, you know, that's, that's it. And you just have to move on and accept. And, you know, the, the sad part is that sometimes you lose clients because they think that it's you, not their product. Mm -hmm. And, you know, and sometimes it just isn't, it's the wrong time. Like you said, it's the wrong, you know, message. The UX is bad, all of these things. So I guess it's just about trying every avenue, thinking outside the box, being agile. Um, You know, when you see it's not working, figure out, look at the data, look at analytics, uh, look at if there's funnels, see what where there's like kinks and stuff and, and try and figure out um, what's going on. And, and the agility allows you to say, okay, let's change the message, maybe, you know, try this, try different images and not just stick with the same thing that just isn't working. Right. Um, I would probably say that's the only way you can deal with it. Um, I mean, the sales tip I gave earlier, I mean, it's a really exact, you said it the best. You said, hey, look, I was just, I just don't want people to blame me at the end when it doesn't work. And that's exactly, you go through it enough and you're like, you know, I need to say this because and I need to turn them down because they're going to blame me. They're not going to blame their crappy right. product. They're going to blame me that it didn't work exactly. too. So I was yeah. like, no, I don't want to work with yeah. you. <laughs> and it's not, it's not, I don't even think it's coming from ego. I just right. think that, you know, you have a reputation to uphold. Right. And, you know, one person can have a bad experience with you and that's fine. Absolutely. I'm, you know, it happens. But you don't want it to become like a continuous thing where you're just picking all these wrong products to work with and uh, you end up just having like one success. And let's be real, probably the most marketers have had one success that they ride on, but you'd like to have multiple. (laughs) Right. (laughs) I love it. And if it doesn't work out, we can always grab a great cup of coffee. Steph, you want to talk about this new startup that you're working on? Yeah, it's something that we've been doing as a side project, me and my sister Mel. So we're Mel and Steph. Um, we love coffee, but like nice specialty coffee, you know, the stuff that, you know, you know where the beans have come from in the past and all that stuff, artisan stuff. So we uh, we are building a coffee app. It's called Discovering Coffee. 
Uh, and what it, the, the concept is, is that you open up the app, it's location-based, you, um, it tells you what's near you, it tells you reviews of each place, and it gives you directions to the place, and then you can walk in and say, hey, I heard about you guys, uh, I heard about you guys, and uh, through this app, and I heard you have great coffee, and then, you know, you go in, you decide if it's good or not, I mean, but, you know, the, the concept is that most people are probably walking past, especially in major cities, they're walking past Starbucks. They're walking past these great coffee shops and walking into Starbucks. So not that Starbucks isn't great. La, la, la. I love the brand and everything. But <laughs> I actually do love the brand. I have my mugs in my house of Starbucks. I do but, too. <laughs> yeah. But, but they're, they're an amazing brand. But the coffee isn't as great. There's all these little, you know, these independent shops. So right. uh, we're, we're building this app. We're, the design part is done. Um, but we just have to get it uh, up and running. Uh, it's, it's just simply for now, it's simply just location based and it tells you what's near you. You get to save your safe, favorite places uh, and then go from there. In the future, we're going to have like loyalty schemes and, and things like that. We, we don't want people to pay through the app. I think that clearly doesn't work. People don't want to put their money into another uh, platform, but we just want them to discover. And it's essentially a marketing platform for cafes yeah. or independent shops. And it's a discovery platform for users. The trip advisor of coffee. I love it. I love it. Yeah. Steph, anything I missed before we hit the big um, finish? No, I think we're good. I mean, I think you uh, asked some great questions. Awesome. Well, Steph, yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to edit this out. <laughs> Steph, this has been absolutely amazing, but let's go to the big finish. Give us one app we definitely have to check out. Oh, oh! I didn't prepare for this one. I'm gonna open my phone now. I have it. You, I have what you wrote down. You said EasyJet. Oh yes. Okay. Yes. Okay. So I travel a lot back to London, and EasyJet is a low-cost airline that, um, you know, it's no frills. You just sit down and you get there. Um, but they have this amazing app. It's clear. It's it, everything's perfectly laid out. I have everything in there. I can book. I can change flights. I can search for new flights. I can get my boarding pass all in the app. And it's just so well made. It's just lovely. And I always use it as a great example for um, for my customers. If they say, you know, tell me of a great UX or a great product that you can kind of model off. And, and I think it's them and it's not traditional. It's not, you know, your standard, uh, you know, typical app. It, it's just, you know, it's like, you know, Uber Eats or whatever or or stuff like that. It's just yeah. a, a functional app that I need and it saves me a lot of time and I don't have to print paper and and it's great. All that. Do they fly to the US too or is it just... I, they're planning it. They will be planning. Uh, I think the, the next year they're going to start doing to the US and they're, they're, they're all orange. Everything is orange so it's like, yeah. it's just them. So I love it. <laughs> I love that. What's a lesson that took you the longest to learn? Um, that sometimes it's okay to like not succeed with a client. It's, you know, it's not you, it's not you, it's me. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. It's, uh, it's, yeah. It's, you know, sometimes you just have to accept that marketing isn't always the, the, the be all and end all. So, yeah. Look, if you're a startup, you want to grow the, you want some growth hacking, you want an agency to really help you out, recommend go check it out. Gossipmedia.co, gossipmedia.co. Steph, if the audience wants to follow with you, follow up with you and say thank you for coming on or just follow you personally, you want to send them anywhere? 
Yeah, uh, I'm on Twitter as Steph Amini with an F. So it's S-T-E-F Amini, A-M-I-N-I. I'm also that on uh, Instagram. And uh, if they want to contact me, it's Steph at gossipmedia.co. So it's S-T-E-F and then Gossip Media. Steph, I learned a ton. Thank you so much for all the Twitter tips and all the Reddit tips. And at the same time, if you guys got anything out of this, find a way to thank the guests like I'm about to do now, Steph. Thank you so much for taking the time, staying up a little bit late. My pleasure. So I know it's you. late in Israel, but thank you so much. It's cool. Thank you so much. Thank you all for you. thank you all for, li- for listening. I'll see you at the next chat. Thanks for listening to the App Masters podcast. For show notes and amazing app marketing content, check out appmasters.co.